Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silverbridge Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, having conversations, talking about uh, life and our relationship with God, how to grow, how to um, just think with an eternal perspective in a way that um, just brings us back to the simple things of pursuing God, loving God, and loving others. I think at the core of everything we do, if we were to focus on loving God and loving others, that, that'll solve half our problems. Absolutely. <laughs> I suppose we could just say that every time. <laughs> uh, we can. We say some things over and over again, but because that's, that's what truth is. Truth is simple, and yeah. it's very narrow. Oh, yeah. And we've said that before, and I want to remind our listeners that truth is narrow. Yeah. So I am narrow-minded when I know truth. For example, you have a phone sitting right there. Yeah. That is a phone. It is a phone. How can you just say it's a phone? What if it's a horse? Uh, I mean, if I pull up a horse, does that mean it's a horse? Yeah, no, it's still a phone. See, it's a phone. That's right. So I'm really narrow-minded because it has to be defined as what it actually is. Yeah. How many things is not your phone? A lot. Yeah, it's not a car. It's not a boat. It's not pizza. Yeah. It's not. You know, you get a pictures of all that stuff, but it's not that. It's a phone. I'm not narrow-minded because I say it's a phone because mm-hmm. that's what it is. Right. So I want to remind our listeners, you know, when you're talking about truth, if it's really truth, it is very narrow, and there's a lot of ways to be wrong. That doesn't make you bad narrow-minded. It makes you good narrow-minded, if that makes sense. It makes sense to me. Yeah. So in in life, that's what we have to understand. There are certain things that are true. We don't have to understand all truth. Mm -hmm. Like, I can talk about E equal MC squared and Einstein's... I'm not sure I understand all that. tight. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not sure any of us understand that. However, somebody did. Yeah. And it's benefiting the world, I guess. I have no idea. That's what I've heard. I, I, yeah. That's what the rocket scientists <laughs> Yeah. But the bottom line for that always is you go back to it and say, okay, in life, I want to understand the simple truths of life. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, my mind keeps going to places that um, I don't remember easily mm-hmm. the truth it yeah. kind of obscures it you know there's some psychological principles let me read those to you i think okay. uh, before we get to verses today there's some things that all of us do and i think we've talked about this before but i think it's a good spot to talk about it okay. again yep our minds all work certain ways okay psychologists have understood that i love psychology in the sense that they can describe problems really well the thing I think that secular psychology misses is the fact that there's answers. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes we miss that part. Yeah. But, but I think they're really good at describing some problems that, that can be out there. And, and the reason we need to know how our brains work is because Satan attacks us in our mind, in our thinking. Mm-hmm. So we need to have a way to defend thinking correctly. If that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. So here's some things that psychologists have um, talked about that all of us have in common, some of us more than others. Okay. And again, I I think we have talked about it many years ago, but we'll get to it again here. One is focalism. 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 We have a tendency to focus. Let me read right from the description. It says, when we are expecting emotions about a current or anticipated event, we tend to just think about that event and forget about other things that are happening. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Have you ever painted a room in your house and, and made a mistake? Yes. You focus on that mistake. That's that You see it all the time. Yeah, and the, the problem is I'm not going to focus on it when I come. No. You're the only one that sees it. Yep. That's vocalism. Yeah. So everything about it is, man, I, you know, you go into the room and you go, this paint job, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Right. One little spot. Yeah. It ruins the paint job totally. That's focalism. Mm. You're not looking at all the square footage that you did right. You're not looking at the, how the room looks now together with all the furniture in it and all that kind of stuff. You're not even thinking about that. You're totally focused on one little aspect. Right. That's not healthy. No. And we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. There's something in life. You know, if I have a splinter, I'm, I don't care what's going on. That splinter's got my attention. Yeah, and, and we do that in life. It's kind of like that phrase that started, I think, in your generation where the squeaky wheel gets the grease yeah. or whatever that yep. is. You know, again, we're, we're like that. Now, here's what I want people to grasp. Yeah. Satan will use that against you. Absolutely. He'll get you to focus on something. You need to realize that that's how our minds work at times, that we focus on something while we're forgetting all the benefits around it. Mm-hmm. We focus on the one issue that is a problem. Right. And I think, you know, leaning into that, I think we do it more so than than we realize because of phones and social media and screens. Oh, absolutely. Because all of that creates focal and, and, and drives for that attention. Right. You know, and so you just get to be mindful of that. So it's, Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I have some nerve problems in my feet and, and I made the mistake of looking up stuff on the Internet. Oh, boy. Do you know how much focus you can put on that now? <laughs> yeah, forget it. I'm going to go to a doctor. I'm surprised WebMD didn't tell you that your feet were going to fall Yeah, off. well, I'm, I'm going to uh, <laughs> actually go consult a real doctor on that one. As opposed to a fake one? As opposed to the internet, my own, <laughs> my own research. There goes the focus. Yeah, I think my own research probably is faulty. But it, it is interesting. You know, you focus on right away your brain is, I wonder if I have cancer. I wonder if I have. It's true. Because uh, yeah. you can read every deadly disease that goes with a sore toe. Right. Yep. And now that's all you're thinking about. So now you have to make an appointment. No wonder the medical community is run over oh, yeah. with, with people needing appointments. Uh, anyway, all right. Here's another one. Uh, the way our brain works okay. again, and and I want to focus a biblical way on this because Satan works at trying to attack our thinking. Right, right. A so, good way to think of Satan. I don't know if there's any fishermen out there, but I, I I've heard this illustration. And it makes total sense to me, um, especially because I I fished with a with a semi-professional sure. fisherman, and the amount of lures that they have. You know, lures are the things right. that they attach. Right. And there's all different shapes, colors, sizes. Well, Satan's like that. He's got a huge toolbox right and he's going to put attractive things on there he's not going to try to put ugly things on there right and that's what we got to remember is that satan knows us probably better than we know ourselves and he's not going to try to tempt us with something that's not going to tempt us right that seems simple but it's profound right but we don't realize that well just like you know you walk in the room you're going to look at the mistake yeah well now you know that so what you do is you say you know what there's an awful lot in this room that's right so now you can control it by by balancing that out yes. instead of letting that one thought process ruin you absolutely because it could ruin you yeah. here's another one that that i don't get totally but i get kind of okay it's called actor observer difference all right I'll, I'll read the description okay we tend to see other people's behaviors as being caused by their personal disposition while perceiving our own actions as due to situational factors Here, here's here's what that means okay. let's let's say Explain. that you went out and you bought a brand new car, a really nice one. Yes. Brand new. Okay. And I look and you go, Jason, you're a, you're a self-centered, greedy person. You sh- you don't need a car that nice. Mm. You used money the way you shouldn't use it. So I'm all I'm I'm just giving it to you. Yep. So then you come over to my house and I got the same car, only the next better model <laughs> in, my, in my driveway. <laughs> right. Yep. And you go, what's with this? And I go, well, I have a good reason for it. Hmm. 
See, what I just did was judge your motive and et cetera, but when I do it, I have a good reason for it. You have a good reason it. and a good motive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we tend to do that. We do tend to do that. Yeah, regardless. I mean, Whether it's like, we want to admit it or not. Yeah, nobody oh, yeah. wants to admit that. No. <laughs> but we look at what somebody else did and we think, oh, they... I can't believe they did that. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yet we are guilty of the same thing, maybe even to excess to more. Yeah. Now, here's here's why I think that's so critical. Because in the Bible, I, first of all, I need to know that I do it. Yeah. You, it's like if you're an alcoholic, you need to admit you're an alcoholic before you can get help. Yeah. Okay, so... I need to know, okay, I can do this. I can look at Jason, he, he gets up and say, boy, what? And then realize I'm doing that too. Yeah. But honestly, in my head, I have a good reason, and you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's the trouble. What the Bible tells us is to be careful not to judge somebody else. Yeah. This is a judgment thing. And the reason the Bible tells us not to judge another person's heart is because of this. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we're not going to do it right. I really don't know your heart. Mm-hmm. I'm actually judging you about something I have no idea about, and that's wrong. I need to know that I will do that. It's kind of like in in a home, if you have a a young child who likes to put their hand on the stove, you make a rule about the stove. But if you have a young child that's afraid of the stove, you don't make a rule because they're not going to go buy it anyway. Right. So once I know that I as a human can tend to go this way, I need to realize that it's possible for me to judge somebody, and, and God says not to. Judging isn't something that's, that's an actual observation. For example, uh, if you steal something from a store, mm-hmm. and I say you shouldn't steal, that's not judgment. Right. That, so that's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about motive, heart, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's the, the focal point thing that can get you where okay. you're, you're in trouble. There's yep. the actor-observer difference. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm the one that does it right you don't do it right so yep. you're you should be corrected uh the next one is called the durability bias durability bias and we again we all have this in our mind i guess you know again depends on where you read it could be some psychologist going out there oh you're messing this all up i'm just saying our minds work a certain way we need to know how they work so that we can correct you know understand how we lean so that we don't lean the wrong direction okay uh, when we pre- here, here's their write-up for it. When we predict how long we will feel about some event, we tend to overestimate the duration of the emotional impact. Durability bias. For example, two young people are dating. Uh, a girl breaks up with a guy, and he goes, "I will never be okay again." Mm. That's durability. He just said, "Never." Yeah. I because she broke up with me, the rest of my life is ruined. Gotcha. I, I will never be okay. Yeah. Now, you and I have been in ministry long enough to know that we've seen this happen, and within the next two days, they're dating somebody else. Right. And, and somehow it works out just fine. Mm-hmm. But, but we have to understand that really in our lives, we don't know what the future is. We can understand the feelings. I'm not trying to say we don't have feelings or anything else. But realize that maybe you're being too much of a drama queen on this one. Yeah. Per, yeah. Perhaps you're making this too much. And that could be in anything in life, like eating anything. a dozen donuts. Absolutely. You had that in your history yeah, back yeah. in the day. <laughs> well, any, I'm never going to eat a donut again. Yeah, I'm never going to. Next no. Tuesday's Poonchki Day. Yeah, you got to eat a donut, right? eat a donut. <laughs> Durability bias. It's, it's going to affect me forever. You really don't know that. But it, we tend to do that. And if Satan knows we're doing that, he'll play with it. Yeah. He'll play with it because, you know, when you're mentally down like that, that's when you do stupid things. Mm-hmm. Instead of being able to realize that, oh, yeah, I got broken up with. I feel like I'm, my whole life is ruined. 
Oh, yeah, I would feel that way, wouldn't I? Yeah. I need to go talk to somebody older about this. Yeah. This is where I would encourage a young person, go talk to somebody a little bit older than you and say, you know, be honest with them. Say, this girl just dumped me, and I, and I feel terrible about it, and, and I think my life will never be okay. And if you're coming to talk to me, please ignore my little smile. <laughs> you know, because of the fact that it happens. Yeah. And that I've seen it often. And that I understand your feelings. I'm not saying your feelings aren't there. Mm-hmm. I understand them. I just want you to know that it's not going to be as long as you think it is. It's not going to ruin you that many years. Right. You know, anyway, yeah. another another one. The next one is called availability heuristic, which heuristic. Is, is something I, uh, I understand, however you pronounce it. Okay. It says, we make judgments based on what we can remember rather than the complete data. Hmm. Now that you know, be my age, you you, you only remember so much. <laughs> Your stories you know, get greater. Yeah, you know, I got faster as I, you know, as I get older, I was faster. Yeah, you know, no doubt about it. Um, but here's here's what you really want to understand is that w- when you say I remember something, you probably do remember it. Mm-hmm. But whether you remember it, ex- I mean, your brain is going. This is exactly how I remember it. Yeah. But it may not be what you saw. Yeah. Now, I, I know that because we can get some of the old guys that were around in 1968 around camp, and we could be talking, and we could disagree on what we remember. Mm-hmm. And then we all laugh about it. Yeah. Right. Well, one of us is telling a lie. One of us is telling the truth. You know I mean? Not, not really in this situation. You are actually speaking about what you remember. You actually remember it. Mm-hmm. And you're making decisions and, and telling stories based on what you remember. Yeah. Now, whether you remember the truth or not, that's another story. <laughs> right? Yep. Oh, yeah. So the, the thing is, all humans are able to have this problem. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm talking with somebody and they remember something totally different, I don't need to argue with them. Mm-hmm. I don't need to think, oh, you're lying. I don't need to think that because it could be they remembered it differently than I remembered it. Yeah. That's why if you go into a court of law, there's an accident, four people saw it, they get all four to come and talk. Right. They might get different stories from all four of them. Because they all remember it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is, is any of them lying? Hopefully not. Now, if they are, I mean, obviously they could. But, right. But most likely if they're people who weren't connected with the action, they were just asked what they saw, yeah. they're probably going to say what they saw. Yep, absolutely. And if they see it differently, there's not one lying. Mm-hmm. It, it's what they saw. It's what they remember. Yeah. You know, I think we have, to, we have to understand that our minds are such where we don't remember everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. God does, but yep. we don't. Right. So we need to give ourselves some grace on that and, and say, okay, well, that's how I remembered it. I don't need to argue with Jason about it. We were both there. We both saw it differently. Uh-huh. That, that's how that works. So anyway, that's availability heuristic. And the last one, which is very similar to the other ones, I'm not sure how they differentiate this one. Okay. It's called impact bias. Impact bias. Yeah. When we think about some emotional event, we tend to overst- overestimate how strongly we will feel. So it's, 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 it's more like an event of history or an event of something going on at school or whatever. It's not like when someone breaks up with you and you have that durability bias. Mm-hmm. This is more there's an event coming up and this event will change the course of human, you know, that, that kind of thing. And our nation won't exist anymore, you know, as a nation or whatever it might be. You know, nations have come and gone for thousands of years. Yeah. There'll, there'll be somebody on these grounds thousand years from now unless the Lord comes back and 
does yeah. his thing. You know, it, it, that's the way it's going to be. Right. But we can put situations that aren't here yet, we can build them up in our mind to be bigger than they really will be. Mm-hmm. So there's people who can't go to school because uh, Russia has atomic weapons. Oh. You know, and, and obviously if they drop an atomic weapon, you know, we'll, we'll be in trouble, so I'll stay home where I can guard myself. Yeah. No, you can't guard yourself at home. When now you're anxious and worried. I mean, if you just start looking at the world and the way that they portray news and everything else, think about the weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, recently I've had to laugh at the weather. Now, I hope nobody gets mad at me, but <laughs> it's like they, they have people that they hire that all have major impact bias problems. Yes. It's yes. like you are going to get this polar vortex <laughs> that's going to come phrases. down yeah. or the pineapple, the pineapple ex- express. Yes. That was the first one. This yeah, year. That, that was great. Pineapple express. You're going to have all these things that you, you don't realize the impact. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you're trying to play on this impact bias thing. That's right. I'd love to go 30 years ago. Yeah. Talk to a meteorologist and be like, yeah, there's this pineapple express coming. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Yep. Anyways. So it's important for me, it's important for you to understand that we are human beings. Our minds work a certain way. Yeah. Satan would love to play with them. Mm-hmm. So we just need to know the truth. One of the best ways you can do that, again, is to find somebody who loves God that you can meet with regularly and just talk to. Right. Just talk to them because they have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're smarter than you. It's not that they're, they're, they're wiser than you. It's just they have a different perspective and you can talk to them and say... You know what? Here's what I'm thinking. And they can go, boy, that's not even in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, how can it's in my head and it's not in yours? Yeah. You know, if we think about the same subject and you have something totally different going on, let's talk about that and see. Because maybe you're seeing it a little wrong. Maybe I'm seeing it a little wrong. Maybe you're seeing it right. Maybe I'm seeing it right. Yeah. But that's where discussions come from. We don't have to argue. Mm-hmm. Because we realize as people, we have all these very interesting things that go on in our brains. Right, right. So Absolutely. So for me, I like to go to the Bible and get what the truth is. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't feel like the truth or I don't understand it, I don't need to understand it. I don't need to feel like it. I need to identify it. Yeah. Here's the truth. There is a God. He created the universe. He created me. See, those are truths I go back to often. Mm-hmm. And they're basic truths. Yeah. I mean, and you've heard me talk to young children, kids your age Absolutely. that you have. Yeah. And, and I tell them that all the time. There's a God. He loves you. Well, I'm going back to the basics here. Yeah. No matter what happens in life, you got to go back and understand that God loves you. And now I go through the Bible and I just pick out verses that I can go to and that, that, that I can meditate on, that I can think about. I like reading verses every day that adjust me. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I go to a, a chiropractor who, who's become a friend through the years. Uh-huh. And, and he adjusts us. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, it's not that he takes us and puts my back over in that room. and my, He doesn't rearrange us. No. He adjusts us. There's a way that your back is supposed to be or your shoulders are supposed to sit or something. Your hips are however, however they describe it. And, and he makes sure that everything's in the right spot. Yes. Then you have the best chance of living a healthy life. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's rocket science. No, I think that's common sense. So Bible does that for us. If you can read the Bible and think about it on a regular basis, if you can read it and, and keep it in the forefront of your mind, yeah. read it, read some verses in the morning, read some in the afternoon. When a verse really strikes you, write it down and keep it and read it over and over again. 
Yeah. Let it adjust the way you think. Mm-hmm. And, and then realize the truth of, okay, you might have durability bias. You might have some of those other things. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the truth that I need to adjust to. Then all of a sudden, you'll find yourself doing what you should be doing. Uh, Joshua 1, 6 to 9 pretty much tells us that. It says, be strong and courageous. God talking to Joshua. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful. This is what he tells them. Yeah. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. The next verse, 8, is what I like thinking about. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Hmm. Dave, God speaking to me says, Dave, you think about what I say. Yeah. What I say is coming from God. I have no perspective. I have no opinion. Everything I say is going to be correct, and it's going to be for your benefit. So you think about that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what social media just said. Don't worry about what the newscasters say. Don't worry about the, the things in life that you can't control. Yeah. You read my word. You know what I say. You know who I am, and you think about what I say. And when you do that, I want you to have courage to just live in the context of what, what I've said. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to find out it's true. Right. One day, all of us will stand before God, and we will know that what he said is true. Um, here's, here's a verse. I'll give you an example of a verse I read okay. to try and help me understand life a little bit. Psalm 112, 7. Okay. It says, he will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting the Lord. There was a time in my life where I read that verse every morning, probably for a year. Yeah. No fear of bad news. Mm-hmm. Why? I, I fear bad news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like bad news. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to hear bad news. And, yeah. and in my position, whether it be in camping or, or family or whatever it might be, you know, I, I got a phone call one day that my dad died. Mm-hmm. That's bad news. Yeah. I got a phone call that my mom had a stroke. That's that's bad news. Yeah. And I found myself, I don't want to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to answer the phone. I don't want to know what's going on. Yeah. Why? I feared bad news. Yeah. And then I realized when I read this verse, I started to talk to God about it. He will have no fear of bad news. Why? His heart is steadfast, trusting the Lord. He said, God, am I not trusting you? Mm-hmm. And the answer in the quietness of my, my own time was, of course you're not trusting me. Otherwise, you, you, if you trusted me, you wouldn't have this fear. Yeah. Why? Because I'm in control. You forget that. Mm-hmm. So I read this verse every single day for probably a year to make sure I understood who was in control. Yeah. Because I didn't want to hear bad news. A, a verse that follows up on that is Isaiah 26.3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast or propped up because he trusts in you. So as I read those two verses, I would say to God, okay, God, since I am in fear today, mm-hmm. I'm not trusting you. I want to identify the problem. Yeah. And if I'm not trusting you, it's because either I don't know you or I'm choosing to have the problem bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And I have to deal with that. Yeah. This is how scripture becomes practical. Absolutely. So now I can apply it to my life. Yeah. And and that's important to be able to do. So. You can see if I if I read these two verses, which I did probably every day for a year at the beginning of the day, when situations came up, I was able to immediately go to the Lord and say, "You got a plan for this, I know." Mm. You know, uh, we lived through the derecho here at camp. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those 
moments yeah. in history. And if you look at it, it's like, yeah, there were plenty of emotions. I mean, it's hard sometimes to walk around and not break into tears just right. because of the destruction yeah, the devastation, that was yeah. there. But at the same point, it was also God saying, I, I'm in charge. You, I know, I, I didn't let you know this was coming, by the way, Mm-mm. because you might have focused on it too much yeah. or something. But I'm still in charge, and I will work this out. And now that we look back on it retrospectively, yeah. it's made us a better place. Mm-hmm. It's made our staff a better staff. It's, it's allowed us to do some things today that we haven't been able to do before. Because some things, frankly, got destroyed, and we were able to redo them. Yeah, yeah. And, and we wouldn't have been able to if, if the storm didn't come through. So in some respects, it's like, you know, God's saying, I've got this plan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to destroy a few things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some things that you don't understand, but it's for the long-term good. Yeah. And again, it allowed us to have our faith renewed in what God was doing and in his purposes. Yeah. And I think it's so important. I, so often in our life, we focus on, on getting better at so many things. But for some reason, when it comes to our walk with God, we're okay to just be okay. Yeah. Why? You know, and I think it's these little things that we, we just need to know little steps that we can take to apply truth. You know, I think we talk about reading the Bible, but oftentimes that's so obscure, even though it's so right. simple. And I think what you just shared, Dave, is, is, is even, even if it's the same verse for a week that you read, if it's something that's hitting home and then you honestly dialogue to God about it, say, all right, God, help me understand this. Help me live this. All right, I am afraid of this verse. I am afraid to pray this. Right. Well, why, God? And I think those are the things that we need to lean into, and that's how we can grow it and, and, and apply those truths to our lives, and that's how we invite the truth to transform our life. And right. that's, that's Romans 12. Absolutely. You know, and, and the transforming of our mind that changes us to become more like Jesus. And I think it's, it's so crucial, so simple, yet so important. Yeah, it's like anything else. If, if you want a good relationship with God, you gotta spend time with him. Absolutely. The, the next verse I would read after those two every day for about a, a year or more was First Peter 5, 6 to 9, where I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but well, I might. But it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he may exalt you. Verse seven, casting all your anxieties on him, comma, because he cares for you. Mm. Yeah. And I would stop there all the time. Yeah. Why do I cast my anxieties on God? Because he cares for you. Yeah. Now I have to think a little bit. Now now the meditation comes in. The God of the universe, the creator and sustainer of all life cares for me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's why you cast your anxieties on him. There isn't one thing that, that you throw at God that he's going to say, oh, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. I can't take care of this. No, you cast your anxieties upon him. And, th- and then it goes on, and, it, and it, it talks about be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary, the devil. It talks about the devil and the roaring lion kind of thing. Yeah. Look, there is evil out there. Satan would love to destroy you because God loves you. Mm-hmm. Cast your care upon him because he cares for you. Don't yeah. worry about Satan. Go cast your anxiety upon God. So I encourage people. Get in the Bible. When a verse strikes you, write it down, read it several times, let God speak to your heart about it, talk to him about it, and that's what mean, we mean by walking with God. Yeah, just start simply. It doesn't have to be anything huge. Right. Like, just like you said, you focus on a couple of verses for an extended amount of time and just said, all right, God, teach me something here. Yep. 
you know, help me to focus on it. That's how simple it is. You don't have to read the whole Bible in a year. You know, I, I, there's certain expectations I think we put on ourselves, but as long as you're focusing on truth and scripture and, and inviting God into it, that's the key. That's the key. That's the key. And so start somewhere, start doing something, find a verse today. You know, as you stop listening to this show, find a verse because we're out of time. So find that verse. This is Jason and Dave here on Younger Older. Focus on that verse and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.